Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Welcome to the good news. Yes, indeed, it is Angie Austin. Therapist Lisa Dunning is here and also Pastor John Byrne. Welcome to both of you. Yeah, so what's going on? Well, I, I just got some pens. I know. I see that. Do I get <laughs> one? <laughs> so we were looking for all these pens, you know, after Saturday. There's something happened at our oh, church on Saturday. No, you did not. You were not looking for all those pens. I, I actually took them because I told Cheryl, because we did the women's conference at Grace Fellowship of Lakewood, which, by the way, what a great church. Wow, you guys are blessed. Well, thank you. Uh, so we did our women's conference there. And Cheryl, uh, who basically is the brains of the church behind Pretty course, much. Pastor John. Oh, no, uh, above. She, uh, she gave me this big low of pens and so uh, i was having people put down things that they want to let go wanted to let go of in order to reach the destination in life which i called the trophy which by the way my, my son was so miffed that i took his trophy oh, yeah. on the way home he goes mom someone took my giant swimming trophy it's <laughs> stolen from my room someone broke into the house and took my swimming trophy i said no mommy used it why <laughs> what do you use it for I'm like, well, I meant I was showing that like the trophy in life, you know, how to reach your goals and that you take a step at a time in order to get there. But a lot of people just sit in the victim chair and say, well, I can't reach the finish line. I can't reach the trophy because I didn't, you know, get have a good childhood and my boss doesn't appreciate me and I don't make enough money and I'm having problems in my marriage and, and I'm too fat. And so one of the girls afterwards came up and she said, oh, my gosh, when you sat and complained in the victim chair. I sit in that chair. Mm. Oh, wow. Remember I told yeah. you? I asked yeah. Pastor John, will you put a chair up there? It's my victim chair. <laughs> and he's like, okay, sure. I'll get you a victim chair. You <laughs> should have visual. that, Lisa. I'm like going to yeah, steal it. And I sit it. in it. I sat in it. And I'm like, oh, my God. Why? Why me? Why has everybody ruined my dream? How come mm. I couldn't have got a Mercedes on my 16th birthday? My friend's college was paid for. No one paid mm. for mine. That's why I didn't go to college. And my car is so oh. crummy. I just, you know, if I had a better car, I could work, you know, uh, further away from home. But as it is, I just work at 7-Eleven. No offense to you, 7-Eleven. I'm sure you're, you're fabulous. You have great hot dogs. <laughs> Love the Slurpees. But, um, you know, I mean, and you yeah, just sit there and yeah. you point Good. the finger at all the reasons you can't achieve anything in life. And I just have seen too many people waste their lives in the victim chair and it's that whole personal accountability. What can I do to solve the problem? My husband talks about it all the time. And do you know why every problem in the company is taken to him? Because he solves them. Right. I said, you've spoiled right. them. You never say, try to solve it yourself first, then come back to me. Did you try this, this, and this? That might work. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, seriously, how, how, how would that be? Like the customer comes in and, and then, you know, Lisa just goes, hey, are you going to sit in the victim chair today yeah, like or the it. victory chair today? Ah. I'm going to use it. You know, see, you could always learn. I've been doing therapy for 20 something years and now I'm going to change it. Ooh, seriously. I'm having a victim in a, what is it? What's the next one? The victory. Victory. A victim in a victory chair. There you go. Come. So yes. That. Oh, my gosh. You have two chairs. I one with like a crown over it. And like that's the chair of victory. I think it's a great visual for people. To, I'm going to add the victory chair next yeah. to the trophy. You're welcome. And you know, the weird thing is <laughs> I had, I had um, just kind of come up with that whole scenario of how I did it the night before. Because I've done my testimony a lot. And I talk a lot about choices. And my brother brothers who've made really poor choices mm -hmm. yeah. and forgiveness with my dad and I talk about labeling when I was in court once with my dad when I was um, in foster care and he didn't want me in foster care he wanted me taken out and like kicked out of the town because he was embarrassed that mm. I was in foster care there he didn't want anybody in his circle to know because he was a professor for goodness sake sure. so it wasn't like he couldn't right. take care of me he didn't want to he was remarried at the time he wanted nothing to do with it so with that said um, he said I was incorrigible I've told you this, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. And it means like irredeemable, mm -hmm. like you can't, which is really interesting since I am redeemed through Christ that he would mm -hmm. choose that word. I didn't even know what it meant because I was like 12, 13, 14, right in that age range. Uh, but I knew it was something dirty and yucky and bad. And I was like, I remember my face feeling like it was on fire. And I'm like, no, you're the alcoholic. You're, you're the incorrigible, whatever that means. That's what you are. But the, um, the, it was interesting because the judge said, um, 
that's not why we're here, you know. And it's interesting because I had straight A's. I'd never gotten in trouble. I've never right. been in trouble with the law. Like, n- there was nothing that I'd done to make them think that. He was just mad that he couldn't control where I lived yeah. at that point yep. in time. Yep. And so that label, though, of, like, not being worthy, your own father doesn't even love you, why would anybody else kind of icky thing. So I talk a lot about that. But this time I just had this dream, and I thought, well, if we start um, – I always talk about how you even if you start way – behind the starting line, right. which is way behind the finish line, um, you can, if you don't get in that victim chair, you can make it to the trophy. It just might take more work. Right. And then I talk about, I want three specific steps to get to your goal. What's your goal? A happy marriage? Do you want a better life? Do you want to get a college education? Do you want your uh, children to, you want to leave a legacy like we did, John, of breaking that circle of right. you know abuse or neglect or whatever it is that yep. we suffered through, and we want a new legacy. And what's interesting is they say that that circle of that cycle can't be broken sometimes of the violence and the drinking, et cetera. And you and I broke it with Christ, with your family. How long have you been married now? Long time. 23 years, yeah. You got married like Going 19. 18 yeah. and 19. 19 How did you con her into getting married at 19? <laughs> really, seriously, that's so young. She's so cute, your wife. Yeah, she is, and she's fabulous, which you, you now know. Right. She's really smart, too. She, she's smart, and she's she like, people Here's how I think you could make the conference better. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. No, she really liked it, but she, no, she, and she goes, I hope you don't mind. Well, it was great. I'm like, no, we want your feedback. You yeah, do things great. at your church all the time. Yeah, yeah, she is um, the consummate pastor's wife. Totally. And, uh, you know, into people it. love her. And she loves doing ministry. As a matter of fact, I would tell you that probably one of the things, just you know, regarding marriage, um, since you brought it up, one of the reasons that we have a good marriage and we've been able to sustain our marriage is because we, we have a common mission mm-hmm. in our marriage. Yeah. yeah, There's a purpose to it. It's not just yes. we love each other and we want to be with each other, which we do, but we both have a goal and it's ministry. And we, we started doing ministry together before we ever started dating. Wow. And, um, really? That's cool. Yeah. That friendship that you started. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we started a friendship. We were doing youth ministry, and and she, you know, her and I worked together in that. And um, it was a small church in rural Minnesota, and um, and it was it was just a great experience, and it really built the foundation for us. Not only the friendship that was developed, yeah. but also the common purpose in life. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been That's really great. good because of that. Lisa, I have to tell you, listening to him talk about the friendship they started with, my um, son is you know in fifth grade and they're right. starting to date, and he goes to oh, something geez. alone called. Kids night out, not alone, alone, but it's you know supervised. Right pay center, money. Right? Yeah, at the right. rec center, it's really neat because right. they have games and activities, and they swim and play ball, and then they have competitions where they can earn things for you know working out and like doing the most push-ups, doing the most this or that, and then you can win like his favorite, like you know Sour Patch Kids. Yeah, right. Like, that's his trophy. In this life. is my kind of competition. <laughs> yeah. I'm liking this. Yes, right. <laughs> so some of the girls come too, and they're in fifth grade. And um, he had said to me recently, because there's one sweet, cute little girl that comes to this kid's send out, and she's this year on her fourth boyfriend. I go, well, boyfriend, oh, what man. do you mean? <laughs> what, and by the way, all the boys are friends. Right. So right. that is kind of an issue. Right. And I'm kind of keeping an eye to see if, like, he's the next prospect, you know, because right. he's cute and nice and athletic. But so far, he hasn't really, only the pastor's daughter. There's a pastor's oh. daughter, and he had his friend say, do you like Riley? And she said, no. <laughs> I'm going to talk to his mom, the pastor, about how to couch that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe a little, like, I like you as a friend. Right. Right. But um, not no, yet. No, no, I don't. Oh, and, I, and what's funny is I do, go the, I do the rose and the thorn and the um, uh, and the bud. Like, what, what, what was your rose today? Like, the best part? And the thorn, he said, I think the thorn was rejection. He goes, but I'm over it. He said, I'm pretty, Aww. I'm all right, mom. He said, it's really not a big deal. Good I said, you know what? This is going to happen mm-hmm. over and over and over again. And I said, when you're older, we're going to tell you there are a lot more fish in the sea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But a good choice for the smart, straight-A student pastor's a daughter. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let me go back. So the four, the, the cute little girl that's had the four boyfriends in really mm-hmm. short shorts and skirts. Like, Mom, mm-hmm. hello. She's got an iPhone, and you're letting her wear that skirt, and she's had four boyfriends this yeah. year. And you wonder, I don't know the mom. So, like, is, it's, is it appropriate for me? I get to know her and be like, hey, can I? And I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I do with a couple of the other moms. I, in fact, the pastor's uh, a kid. I called her and I told her that this boy at school had figured out how to message her daughter through her, um, her tablet at home. She said, I knew she was messaging someone. Mm. I took the app off. I just didn't know who it was. I go, mm-hmm, I don't know who it is. <laughs> but you kind of wonder if there's, so she's fifth, she's 11 years old too, wearing yes. the short skirts. Like, 
someone's buying it for right. her. Yeah, yes. You know, so. Or she's outgrowing them. Or she's out, yes, you know, right. maybe. Right. Sometimes I see girls who are really advanced, they usually have older siblings. That's true. So yeah. they're learning that's a, that's something. That's a really good point because that's from, what I'm seeing in this boy that was messaging. Okay, so we'll go back to the, it's not the pastor's daughter. Right. You know, I'm, it's just like the real life, like this is like a reality TV of fifth graders. Okay, so <laughs> he says to me, I have one of my best friends, his name is Margaret, and many of my good friends, um, the kids are friends at school and we're Christians, so it's real helpful to me that they have other Christian kids that sure. are in their circle that can peer pressure them into maybe doing the right thing, right? Mm-hmm. So he said, well, Miss Margaret, that's what we call her, Miss Margaret. Miss Margaret told her son that it's best to be friends first because if you break up, then you're not friends anymore. He said, remember that girl that liked me now? We're not friends. Mm-hmm. And he said, so I'd rather keep the friendships. So I'm like, well, that's great advice. Wow. So, so far, several of them are following, following that. And I think that several of them are freaked out by the idea of, of girls liking them Good. at 11. <laughs> Good. Yeah, that's <laughs> your son's age, isn't it? Isn't he in sixth? of ours, right? Fifth grade. He's fifth. fifth? Okay. Yeah, yeah. We have Has three he boys. talking about this? Yeah. Are you, wait. Okay. So, so are your kids, <laughs> did they get sex ed like my kid did at school? Like, what is going on? Are they talking about this? Mine are, um, they had, my two older ones had it at sixth grade or the end of fifth grade, I think. So my, my fifth grader has not had that yet. Um, I'm sure they're still talking about it. He doesn't. He's very private. Okay. <laughs> so. He hasn't discussed it with you? No. Yeah. yeah. And my, mine's got the biology aspect that they, like, okay. they covered that, but they didn't go into, you know, here's, uh, you know, how you have safe sex or things like that. Right. It was, it was just, here's the biology. Well, my son told me um, the part that he was like, um, you know, the, the egg part and all that. He goes, how does that work? He said, because they wouldn't tell us. They said, you have to ask your parents. <laughs> Good for them. I said, daddy's home in 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll send him a text and let him know you want to chat. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Funny. That's yeah. good, you know. That funny? I keep probing my son as far as like, do you want to talk about mm-hmm. this? And uh, what are your friends saying? Are they dating? And, you know, things like that. And so I'm always probing to see kind of where he's at. So that I'm not unnecessarily introducing topics to him. And so that's kind of the approach I've taken is so every once in a while I'll just be like, hey, so, you know, tell me about, you know, your friends at school. Are they dating or, you know, or I've even said, hey, do you want to do you need to talk about sex? Do you understand that? And he's, and he's like, I don't really want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's my that's friend, um, Kenny, um, he works at a TV station in town and his son had the same. He was he was just so nervous. The dad. Yeah. yeah. And so his son comes home and he's sitting having like a Mountain Dew and Cheetos on the porch and his son comes up on his scooter and he's like, oh, gosh, this child is over. (laughs) (laughs) over." And he's like, "Uh, hey, bud, you want to talk about, you know, the class you had today at school? He said, "Uh, you going to finish that Mountain Dew? He said, no. How about the Cheetos? Can I have the Cheetos? Yeah. You want to talk about your class? Nope. (laughs) <laughs> I just want Mountain Dew and Cheetos. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's so funny because here's the therapist kids. I think from day one, I was really always open with them, you know, naming yeah. the right body parts yeah, and yeah. no shaming and all that. So now my kids are like, Mom, please stop. You're embarrassing. <laughs> We're older now. <laughs> right, we right. get it. I don't need to talk to you about it. So. Oh, my gosh. My kids hilarious. are closed that up. so hilarious. <laughs> yeah. The therapist is right? already like, yeah. I'm so open. Them. They're like, Oh, gosh. Here goes mom again. She's embarrassing. (laughs) Well, you know me. I'm embarrassed by everything, so they're going to have to talk to their dad. I'm embarrassed talking about adults with it. I have no idea why, but it's, like, so funny to me. Yeah, Yeah, I told you, uh, Pastor John, my husband's like, we can go to any... Uh, uh, couples retreat you oh, yeah. as long as the pastor doesn't talk about <laughs> S-E-X. I don't need some pastor talking to me about S-E-X. <laughs> hilarious. Funny. See, he hilarious. wouldn't be good in my therapy session. Oh, no. <laughs> therapist Lisa would embarrass no. my husband. She's like, she's like Freudian or something. I'm like just <laughs> open. You oh, know? Okay. <laughs> Gosh, that's funny. Okay, so I want to go back to the women's retreat real quickly. Um, we did... Um, have a lot of women come up and express, um, again, if you're just joining us, uh, therapist Lisa is here, and also Pastor John Byrne is here, and we are talking about uh, the women's retreat, that this is our third retreat, and um, I think that a lot of people are shocked by the honesty, the rawness of it, yeah. because over the past three years, uh, it, this is kind of an adult topic here, um, some of the women have talked about things um, like uh, d- d- Abuse and, you know, uh, murder, um, uh, drug addiction, alcoholism, abandonment, 
uh, termination of her pregnancy, which didn't happen, by the way. One of the women wasn't a Christian, and she felt the baby move, and she's like, wait a second, I'm already planning to do this, but something's alive in me. It's not the massive cells they told me it was. Right. Um, and then we talked about sexual assault in the last one. Someone was really honest about that in the military, how common that is, and it happened to her. And then this time it was about um, some of the topics involved, like teenage years and some horrible things that were done uh, and experienced by uh, one of the women in particular, and I think that people might be shocked by the rawness of it. I think you missed one of the last speakers, yeah. but it was pretty intense. I don't know if your wife told you, but I mean, it was, I've never heard anybody talk about that in my life, uh, in person, maybe like in an I am second video or something like that, you know, but I've never heard anybody talk about that kind of abuse in person. But what I think is striking is that because we aren't allowed to talk about that, people don't realize that Christ can heal you. And so you've got wounded people walking around thinking, I can't talk about this because it's too raw. Yeah. yeah. No, that makes sense. You know, um, the taboo topics. It's funny because seriously, they don't believe me, but I was at a suicide training. That's why I couldn't go to Angie's office. Awesome. <laughs> and just, just so we're clear, this isn't on how to commit suicide. This <laughs> no, is on how to help people to help. who want to. I just want to make sure that we yeah, were clear on that. Intervention. <laughs> but it's along the same line as what you're just saying, Angie, because with suicide, it's a taboo, right? So yeah. we don't talk about it because if you talk about it, you might give that person the idea to do it, and you know, which is has been false. So it is sad that there are some topics that are taboo, but something like your... Um, women's you know retreat and and conference it allows when they start talking about it it gives from permission for other people to talk about it and i think that's pretty huge so you don't know how many people that those women already affected because right someone was like oh my gosh i experienced that or and and look at she's on stage talking about it so maybe it's okay for me to talk about it as well you know, I um, I have the women come up, and I did this last year, too, and they put in the things that they want to forgive, get rid of, what's holding you back from that inheritance in Christ that really could give you that amazing life. And then they put them in, you know, the bag, and then I pray over them. Mm. And I was going to, um, last year, like, burn them, and I thought, no, I'm not a very good fire starter kind of person. <laughs> So I just pray over each card, you know, yeah. before nice. I tear it up into tiny little pieces just because I want to respect that it's their private information. And I don't even read them. Yeah. But you know what? The tearing up and like if you did the – that's actually very therapeutic too because it's like allowing them to see that it's letting go and being free of all the burdens that they've been carrying. Right. So. Oh, yeah. I don't pray over the bag. I pray over each card. I don't know why. I just feel like it's like each one I want to give time to. And that's great. Let the Lord know that they presented this mm-hmm. to me, to him. Uh, because they want to be free from it. One woman was very open about what she wanted to be free from, and she actually had her feet washed. Oh, yeah. And she's delightful. What a beautiful soul. And she experienced homelessness recently. Mm-hmm. But Jenny Dean Schmidt, the channel mom, didn't know that when she said, I need a vol- I, 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 well, the woman in, in the gold, will you come up? Yeah. And she washed her feet, and the woman was sobbing. Wow. Sobbing. And she had sp- ex- expressed to me, she listened to the show, that she'd recently gone through homelessness, and someone had helped uh, she and her daughter get off the street. Mm-hmm. She helps them take care of the house and cleans and she lives in the basement apartment which i think wow that's a really neat arrangement that mm-hmm. the two of you you know it's synergistic that she's helping the p- person that's helping her right yeah. so anyway to make a long story short she said what she wanted to give up was the label pig that her mom had called mm. her and said you'll always be a pig and your kids will be pigs wow. and you know you live just like pigs in slop and you'll be slopping your pigs and so here she is um with grown you know i know her daughter's grown and she's giving up the label of pig mm. all these years later. Wow. And Beatrice talked about um, it taking into her 30s and 40s for her to give up the label that at six, the neighbor who was African-American, and Beatrice is African-American, she said, um, I, you're, Beatrice Bruno um, is too, and you know, she had a different last name, is too black to be played with. In other words, like she's ugly. She's too black. Because we're light. Yeah. She heard the grandmother who was black because there was prejudice within her own community there say that Beatrice was too dark, too black to be played with, that somehow she was less attractive. And Beatrice believed all these years oh that she goodness. was unattractive because of that comment. Wow. Robbie talks about in fifth grade when she had no weight problem, being labeled fat by a boy she, that she liked on the back of a picture hmm. in fifth grade. Maybe it was third. He wrote, Robbie, you will get a boyfriend when you lose weight. Wow. You, are a nice, you are a nice girl and you will get a boyfriend when you lose weight. So from that moment on, she took that label in and thought she was fat. And she wasn't fat. I've seen pictures of her from that time. Isn't that weird how other people 
can. And other people, oftentimes, their damage themselves determine our worth. I think it's, I was just going to say that um, it shows how hurtful words can be and how that sticks with us. So it's really important to watch what you say. It's, you know, sometimes they say, you know, the two negative or two positives to one negative. But when you stigmatize someone and then the other person starts to believe that, look at how it could affect their lives. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, that, that we carry certain things with us, right? And so there's certain, um, because of how things were when we were little, when we were young, um, we carry sensitivity to those same issues far into life. Mm-hmm. And, and to overcome that and to, and to come to a point, you know, uh, one of the things that I can't remember – Maybe it was you, Angie. I can't remember. One of the, one of the speakers did a, a thing about who you are in Christ and handed it out. I, was that you or was oh, that? Oh, that was uh, Jenny. I'd like to take credit for it. But yeah. well, in fact, Krista, your wife was like, well, that was really nice what Jenny did, handing out the scripture. Oh, did <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So, but I just thought that's so helpful regarding how we. Who you are in Christ. Yeah. Who, how do we filter these things that we've been labeled with from what, the time we were young that have really impacted us? And that's, that gives us a filter on how to uh, how to address those things that we've, we've taken these other labels and, uh, and and deal with them through who we are in Christ. All right, we're going to talk more about this uh, when we return. Dr. Joe Arbe joining us as well, and we are going to get some hope and inspiration from him, and then we have a really cool good news story about a professional wrestler slash kindergarten teacher. We'll be right back with the good news. Good news of Jesus for you in high-definition radio and streaming at 670KLTT.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. Hi, it's Angie with the good news. Well, the good news is that if you're feeling loss, a loss of a loved one, loss of a job, just feeling down and like you're stuck in the past, Sandy Steffes is a friend of mine. Sandy Steffes, Spirit Coaching, spirit-coaching.net, 720 720- She has come up with a plan that helps you get unstuck, get out of the past, set goals, and move forward. If you'd like to work with Sandy, I highly recommend her. Again, Sandy Steffes, spiritcoaching.net, 720-353-9573. Your next shopping trip could change the lives of some very special people right here in Colorado. When you shop at ARC Thrift Stores, you'll not only save money, but you'll also give back to our community by helping people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, just like these ARC ambassadors. A lot of people, they have misconceptions about people with disabilities. A lot of them think that we can't do things that other people can do, and that's just not true. We can do what other people can do. It may take us a little bit more time to do it, but we can. We're just like any other human being we have feelings and we have emotions and if given the chance we can shine and i think that arc has done a very good job at showing that i like it there and it helps me out to learn about reading off the labels and stuff like helping out different people a lot of different people i help out find the arc store near you at arcthrift.org it's nonprofit, and it's a great company to work for and a great place to shop and remember every saturday you get 50 percent off most items in the store When going to a chiropractor, you may be thinking that they won't be able to help you for the long term. However, Dr. Joe Arve at Maximize Living will change your mind. The moment you meet him, you will find that he is your best friend. He treats you like you are part of his family, and he truly cares about you and your health. He is very knowledgeable about long-term health and wellness. Through the use of spinal correction, he helps you discover what it takes to be a healthier you and will help you feel better even after your first adjustment. He will also share with you the essentials to healthy living so you can take your health back. No matter what stage of life you're in, he will help you develop a plan to achieve the goals you set. Get ready to make a positive change in your life. Give him a call at 303-457-8080. 303-457-8080 or spinegeek.com. Maximize living. Adjustments for life. Natalie Corrado of Remax is the realtor that truly does it all. But don't take my word for it. Just listen to some of the reviews from her website, livingdenver.com. Valerie in Highlands Ranch said, Natalie's knowledge and expertise, as well as her professionalism and warm personality, more than exceeded our expectations. My mother stated that we need to clone her. And how about Jen and Parker? What else to say about Natalie Carrado except amazing? 
She made the home buying process stress-free and easy. And just listen to what Courtney and Kylan of Castle Rock said. We couldn't have asked for a smoother transaction. And definitely could not have done it without Natalie as our realtor. If you use Natalie, you're not going to regret it. She is the best. When you have Natalie on your side, you won't be wondering if you made the right choice. It doesn't matter if you are selling your house, buying a new house, or both. Find Natalie Corrado at Remax Realtors at livingdenver.com and she will get the job done. Welcome back to the good news. Dr. Joe Arbe joining us as well. Also therapist Lisa and uh, Pastor John Byrne. Uh, we are going to talk about hope and renewal in the new year. And then I have a really cool good news story for you as well. So uh, welcome, Dr. Joe. Thanks for joining us. Hello, hello. Uh, Dr. Joe, I've worked with for four years now. And is it five? I don't know. It's been a while. And so I've lost about 30 pounds with him, I think. But that's over time. I didn't just do it right at once. In fact, I was real embarrassed, Dr. Joe. Remember that one I did with you and I hadn't um, lost that much weight yet? And I was speaking and I'm like, I know you're looking at me right now going, why is she still chubby? (laughs) 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 And then Dr. Joe didn't invite me back the next time. I think I had to slim down. (laughs) Seriously. 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 He doesn't seem that tight. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think it. Every year, before we get into the good news, just a little preview. Every year, um, Dr. Joe does a makeover. Give us like a, a just a minute tease of what you're going to teach us about later and what you do in this big renewal in the new year. Well, we're going to help you get the real you stronger. So when I say the real you, that's your spirit, your mind, your body. And the problem with, with health today is that no one is strengthening the real you. They're focused on your body or we're focused on your emotions or we're focused on just your spirit. And the, the issue is that all three live and breathe and work together every day to make you who you are. And so if you want to lose weight, you may be working real hard on your body, but your spirit and your mind may be suffering. Or your, your, your body's suffering because, you know, your, your spirit and your mind's fine, but your body's, you, we think we can pray over the cookies and, and they'll turn into <laughs> broccoli. So we're really going to learn how to really tap into our spirit, our mind, our body, make all three strong and really have the best year ever. It's so funny. I remember you once saying, like, if you're, pro- if you're praying over Cheetos, like, it's not going to ch- make them nutritious. You can still it's, think. Not, it's not going to work. Nope. No, it's not, not going to work. work. What if you make cookies that look like broccoli? Uh, Does that work? No, he's, o- he's, only if you use the Jesus face stamp when you <laughs> stamp the cookies. If they hilarious. look like Jesus, then, then you might be there. Right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. And use it for is, communion. Oh, there you go. We'll so get the kids funny. involved. Right. Wouldn't that be great if cook- communion came with cookies? <laughs> just like once a month, maybe. You know. I, I'd probably get fired. Yeah, but yeah, right, right, right. Okay, so I also want to talk about, I don't know, I'm assuming that all of us have been like uh, put in a box in terms of where we want to go with our lives and our success. The good news story I'm going to share you, with you in a minute it really involves this topic, okay? Beatrice Bruno talked to me about how when she was eight years old, she got a typewriter. She would put a flashlight underneath um, her comforter and she would hide and type all night long. Wow. Until she got caught, right? She uh-huh. was born to be a writer. Well, guess what? She became a truck driver, a hairstylist, a drill sergeant, because she didn't come from a background where people believed she could be a writer. So, therefore, she didn't believe she could be a writer. And she just cried yesterday on Facebook Live. She had Oops. one of her new books arriving in cases. Oh, and wow. And she was just sobbing. And she did Facebook Live in her robe, going out to open the boxes oh. the UPS guy had just dropped off, showing the book and saying, it doesn't matter if you're in your 50s. It doesn't matter. It's never too late. And it was really cool. Wow. So, with that said... I know, and I want to go through you guys, too, as a pastor. I'm sure people have, especially before you became a pastor, put you in a box. Well, you're a children's mm-hmm. pastor. You can't be, like, lead the church. Right. You talk to children or whatever. <laughs> when you can and become a Dr. real pastor. Joe, I even had a lady write to me once a couple of years back. I was raving about Dr. Joe. She was, I am a nutritionist, and I wish you would tell Dr. Joe to focus on his area of expertise. I wrote back, I go, this is his area of expertise. Wow. He's fabulous. I've never had someone help me more with nutrition because he's so passionate about getting people healthy. Why does why can't he talk about nutrition, right? I never told you that, Dr. Joe. Okay, wait. You got to hear mine. Mine is all those years I was a weather woman and then when I would fill an anchor they're like, "Well, 
I, she, she does weather. I don't know if she can anchor. I'm like, I ad lib in weather and build my own maps. And when I anchor, I read. I know how to read. <laughs> I know how to copy check stories. I've worked in every other area of news. I worked in Los Angeles as a field producer. I was a satellite coordinator. I was an assignment editor. I like launched the chopper for the O.J. Simpson pursuit, or I wow. send the reporters out to big wildfires. I disseminate reporters all over Southern California for the riots or whatever it may be. And I can't anchor because somehow I don't normally read, <laughs> really, or because no, the other one was she's too funny. And the news is serious, really. Like, <laughs> I rem- doctors, when they're operating on you, they crack jokes. When I was in there delivering my kids, I had C-sections. They're like talking about golf and cracking jokes and playing music. And why can't people accept us outside of the box? And Dr. Joe, before we go to the story, I know you've experienced this. Oh, every day I experience this in one way or another. <laughs> you know, I'm reminded there's all kinds of things that go on. But that's, you know, we're going to talk about this, but you have to guard your mind. You have to guard your mood. And you have to choose who you're going to allow to speak into your life or not. I mean, for many years, my whole motivation is I'll prove you wrong. Tell me I can't, I'll show you a way, and I'll right. be at your own game. And so you really, I mean, if you're going to survive in 2017 with all the craziness on social media and stuff like that, you have to know, A, who you are, and B, be able to protect that because, if you're dependent on others to tell you who you are, mm-hmm. you're a mess. And, and so I think so many of us do, though, Doctor Joe. We do depend on our parents to tell us what we are, what we can be. On you know, I I have to fight this at home. My husband's always like, "You're going to be a doctor," and this is you're going to be a doctor, and you can make really good money as a doctor. I'm like, what if he has a passion for dealing with kids who have developmental and intellectual disabilities? Like, I love that. That's like my side thing. You know, I love working with Ark. And he's like, I don't know, no, I'm sick and tired of kids going to college having no idea what they're going to do with their lives. I want them to have a goal when they start college. I want them to know what they're going to do and I'm like well they're like brains are growing they they might change their minds like that's all right what if they don't want to make a million dollars what if they don't want to start your own company like you did my husband what if they want to work at a nonprofit? why is that so bad yeah I actually think that there's a lot of people that that value college too much I think it's valuable I mean I've I've gone to college I've got a master's degree you're like so I'm not devaluing education but I'm just saying that that there are some people that maybe they're just built to be a mechanic you know, and that's what they love right. it. They want to yeah. do it. And, you know, why go get a four year degree and be $80,000 in debt? Go to a mechanic school, learn how to do that. Wait, and where you're planted, you can be so beneficial. Doc, Mr. Charles Clark from Texas, he's a janitor. He only planned on keeping the job for maybe a year, a couple of months. 20 some odd years later, he has mentored so many young men who would have been headed to prison. The counseling department and principal bring those boys to him. He gives them love and acceptance and hope. And then he's got, he said, Angie, I have more awards on the wall than I have space on my wall for. This is the best job in the United States That's of America. Awesome. That's right. Awesome. And so I think sometimes we're called by God to do something maybe different than we think we're called for. You know what I mean? Like we might uh, just want to make a lot of money, but that may not be utilizing our gifts. So that's why as we get into the story, let's talk about this more when we're done. But this guy so struck me as the weather woman who wanted to, um, who applied for the anchor job and was told, well, you do weather. I don't know. I'm like, I know how to read. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So with that said, he is a professional wrestler and he's young. He's in his, uh, he looks like to be like late twenties, early thirties. And uh, he's very muscular, obviously, um, and he's rather intimidating. And when he has all the makeup on, he's pretty scary. But he actually uh, wrangles with and wrestles with much smaller uh, opponents during the day. In a classic battle of good versus evil, a professional wrestler by the name of Scyther is about to take on the dreaded Southern Hangman. This is the minor leagues of the professional wrestling world. Almost all these guys have day jobs in mostly manly man professions, with the notable exception of this little green angry bird. When Scyther's not wrestling villains, he's singing the days of the week. Sunday and Monday and Tuesday. Yes, this is his kindergarten class in Fort Myers, Florida. Come on, Lakovis. Scyther, a.k.a. Steve D'Amico, has been doing both jobs for about two years now. Crisscross. Right in the middle. Boom. Pound him into applesauce. What a contradiction. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the the lives, they don't don't mesh well together. At least they don't seem like they do. You're saying they do? There's similarities between the two, I think. What are the similarities? I think that you have to have a dynamic personality for both. 
You come in the classroom, it's a prepared performance. And certainly. Nice job. If you can feign injury, oh. that helps too. So hard. Days of the week. Steve got his degree in elementary education week. back Days in 2011. Of the week. He applied to a dozen schools, but no one wanted him. Until he got a call from Three Oaks Elementary. Did you just not put the wrestling on I the resume? I put the wrestling on the resume, and that's what got me the job, because they said, wow. No, 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 no. Yeah. All they needed to hear was, he's a professional wrestler, I, I mean, you got the job? I don't know if that put it over the top for them, I don't know, but I just remember well, we're that. we're going to find out. Yeah. Jody Moorhead is the school principal. I've been doing this a lot of years, and I trust my instincts, and I just saw something in Stephen that I thought he would be great in our school. Just had such enthusiasm. And that's how the future of America became entrusted to this soon-to-be soprano. Despite his writhing, Steve says he loves both jobs. But if forced to choose, he says he would have to pick the profession with the fewest intimidating characters. In other words, he'd pick wrestling. So the Southern Hangman does not intimidate you, but little Johnny Smith does? <laughs> yes. After the end of the match, if anything goes wrong, I have to talk to the Southern Hangman's parents afterwards. <laughs> Proof that teaching kindergarten definitely isn't fake. What a perfect line. Steve Hartman on the road in Fort Myers, Florida. I am sorry, but the song Sunday and Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. He was it's terrible. He's not singing. No, but come on, tell me those kids aren't going to remember that teacher oh, yeah. for the rest of their lives. I awesome. love that one, but I love that the principal, like she just knew it. She felt it. Like, let's think out of the box. It doesn't have to be a woman with her glasses on, mm -hmm. on the end of her nose, you know, wearing a skirt and a button down sweater, right? Yeah. Well, and I actually think that, you know, my son for the first time, well, he's had two male teachers. He's now in fifth grade and he's had two male teachers. And, and, um, and I think that's really important for boys, especially for some reason. It just seems like they respond so much better to guys who are willing to get in there when they're little and, and just teach them. And I, I, just, I just love the fact this big, you know, burly, burly dude guy. going in there and, and just loving these kids. And there's not a lot of men teachers in elementary school, you know. There's not. I, I think it's also, it just shows, you have to really believe in yourself because if you don't believe in yourself, nobody else will believe in you, you know. So if you believe you have a passion, no matter even if it's outside of the box, but if you fight for what you believe in, I think you will bring others on board. So if he came in, this big burly guy in an interview and was weak and, oh, I'm unsure and yeah. stuff, he yeah. wouldn't present that If well, he came into know? the interview like that, <laughs> we'd have coffee. <laughs> I just came back from <laughs> New York. <laughs> <laughs> no, only in the interview, you know. Um, okay, so I I just was so taken by him, but also just I don't I just love the idea of people having a passion for what they do. Um, Dr. Joe, you always inspire me because uh, I he's told me that he does every day when people come into his office because he's a chiropractor. Mm -hmm. Sometimes have to take all of their cynicism and criticism every day. He says he has to tackle this. Mm -hmm. Well, you certainly have to have a passion for what you do to every day face that kind of criticism. So first of all, Dr. Joe, as we get into what you're doing this year, uh, and you guys feel free if you have questions. And Lisa, I know you've worked with Dr. Joe and come mm -hmm. to some of his seminars for health and everything. And you can attest to how good Definitely. the plant, you know, the, his, his passion is and his plan is for our health. Um, how do you overcome that? I know you listen to positive music. I know you listen to a lot of positive things. Is that part of the reason you do it? Because you do get beaten down sometimes? Well, the first thing I do is I listen to the good news radio. Because <laughs> I'm happy. You know, you have to realize who you are and who you belong to. And so I really play to the audience of one. What does God have to say about me? And I really just choose to focus on that. So I wake up, and I just I, I have to feed my spirit. You know, and it's not from TV. It's not from Facebook. It's not from the news. I have to constantly remind myself that my Papa in Heaven loves me very much, and he's giving me a mission. He's giving me a breath. He's giving me a job to do. And so we have to really realize that a... What has God called me to do today? B, it's not a popularity contest. I mean, come on, if you're a father or a mother, <laughs> it's not about giving your kids what, you, what they want. It's about being that anchor, about being that person that God has called you to be. And it's messy, and it's not perfect, but I just know that in the morning I get my heart right, I get my mind right in alignment, I choose to, to have a good day. 
I, I manage my time well, so I know what I'm doing ahead you of do, time. You I'm do. not in crisis and you don't, mode. And you don't, I know that about the time management. Dr. Joe gets up almost as early as I do, and I have to for work. He's one of the few people that I know. He gets up early to get his me time in so he can get his workout in. How early do you get up? About 420. Wow. To work yeah. out. How many people are that dedicated to what they do and showing others how healthy you can be? And you know he's in his 50s. You've seen Dr. Joe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, of course, well, he's in here with us all the time. Though. So if you had to get it 420 to get a workout in, or you had to get it 420 to take a flight to Hawaii, what <laughs> yeah. would you rather do? Uh, Hawaii? It's not the 420. It's not the 420. It's your, it's your mood. It's your, it's your give it darn. It's your passion. It's what's important to you. Right. Nobody has a hard time getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning to get catch a flight to, to on a vacation. But to get up at, consistently at 6 a.m. to go and make breakfast for your, for your family or to be there to spend time reading the Bible... It's just a matter of how you see yourself mm-hmm. and see your world. You know, I promise you, if I get up at 420 and get my workout and get my me time, then I'll be able to generate the income to take that trip to Hawaii. Right. But we, yeah. but we, we don't want to, we don't see the connection of that. Right. I'm telling you, Dr. Joe doesn't mess around either. Like when he travels, they rent like a big house because he's got four kids and some of them are grown. They all go together still, family time. And then he either has the food delivered, he goes shopping for all this healthy nice. food that they wow. can cook because he says when he's on vacation, it doesn't mean that he stops being healthy. So Dr. Joe is going to join us, by the way, for the last segment. And we're going to talk about how you can renew for the new year. He's got a discount for all my listeners. I think it's just $10 for you to attend. I could be wrong, but he'll explain in just a minute. And I want to just also say... Uh, before we go to the break in a minute here, uh, thank you so much, uh, Pastor John, for letting us you know be a part of your church for the women's conference this weekend. I think we were blown away at um, we've had the conference in other churches at your team, the women, cool. because they weren't paid to be there. They right. didn't, they bought tickets to help us. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, they bought tickets to help us. Yeah, and then they made lunch for us. And they and it was um, good too. And they were moving chairs with you, which, by the way, I just want to tell you guys: don't tell anyone else. Uh, Pastor John has a, like an issue with compulsion. <laughs> no, no, he has a compulsive like disorder. No, Lisa, you got to talk to him. I'm, after. I'm there, what Lisa. is it? Okay, what he does is all the chairs are lined up right at the church. Right. He has a rope that's marked like by the certain number of inches each one. He takes the rope from the front of the church. He hauls it to the back of the church, which is quite a ways. Right. And then he lines up each chair to the to the <laughs> wow. little divot on the rope. This is true. <laughs> this is true. Interesting. We I would like to up. deny this. No, but we I can't. had them done. He got the rope out. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. They got to be straight. They look got to look good, you know. That, so um, you've been with this church for a few years. Um, just I want people to know about it. Give everyone a little snippet about the church and why it's so special and it really has a family feel wow it, it really does um you know i've been there a little over a year and a half and um and, and it's been great it's a grace church a grace fellowship of lakewood and uh they really do i think our church is is really not just warm and welcoming but but we want to invite you into our family and um and we want to love on people and i think that i mean you experienced cheryl and my wife oh, and, and eileen and many of the others that were there that that day and um and and they do they're just a loving group of people who want to love Jesus, who want to be a light in, the, in, in, a, in a dark world. And, um, and I could go on and on about all the Boy, things that they, they do. Boy, they a blessing to us. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I was like, I was trying to do something. But everyone, take a book. No, take two books off my table. <laughs> all of you. Come over. Get, please get a book. You know, I like forced your wife to take like a scripture bag that I had like a little duffel baggy yeah. thingy. All right. So with that said, um, they're only 10 minutes from Denver. Uh, again, the women's conference was a huge success. I was so impressed by Pastor John's church. Give us your website again. Uh, GFOL.org. And Therapist Lisa, your website? LifeSupportInstitute.com. And when we come back, we are going to talk to Dr. Joe about renewing. And Dr. Joe just doesn't put you on a diet or something like that. It really doesn't have anything to do with dieting. Um, I, I sent him this slide once. It says, I told me that I should eat what skinny people eat. So I ate a skinny person. <laughs> so, yeah, it's not what Dr. Joe wants you to do. And then the other one that he used that was mine is two little girls, and they're staring at a scale. And the other little girl goes, don't get on it. It makes you cry. <laughs> Mommy does it every day. Don't get on it. It makes you cry. I'm like, oh, that's, that's hilarious. hilarious. That's it makes funny. you cry. Oh, <laughs> like it's a monster that it Mommy is. steps on every day. All right, hey, I would love it if you also went to my client, Roxy. Uh, please go to my website if you have ever thought about looking younger, losing weight, they have cool sculpting, just 
what she does is she makes you feel at home. I, um, they do uh, different laser treatments. They do dermabrasion where they just kind of like scrape your skin. Anyway, all of this stuff is on your lunch hour. Makes you feel good. Roxy will give us a discount of 25%. Just tell them that um, Rejuvenation on the Rocks that Angie said to call. And feel free to go to my website and give you more info if you're curious because I've done some things with Roxy before. AngieAustinRadio.com. Dr. Joe will make Hi, it's Angie. You know, if you're a kid and one of your parents has cancer, a lot of the focus is taken off you as a kid and put on your parent, but also a lot of the finances are put into the treatment of the parent. Well, kids still need to be kids. And so that's where the Doreen Katz Memorial Cancer Foundation comes in. My friend Adam Katz helps the families, helps the kids whose parents are suffering through cancer. Let's say they need help with their tuition or a music class or dance class or art therapy. All of those things are paid for. You can get in touch with Adam. He would love to have your help. How would you like to sponsor a kid for a dance class? And it's a great way for the kid to get away from all that cancer treatment and to be a kid again. So please get in touch with Adam Katz at the Doreen Katz Memorial Cancer Foundation. It's named after his wife, whom he lost to cancer. You can contact Adam at 720-530-9482. 720-530-9482. You can get more information at Doreen Katz Memorial. Memorial.org. All right, if you are looking for the most amazing place to go with your family where you will create so many memories, then go to my favorite place that hopefully will become your favorite place, YMCA The Rockies, two locations, Snow Mountain Branch and also Estes Park. They've got a deal now as you head into spring. Now, dates vary, but the deal is phenomenal. Three nights in a lodge room for $168, and it includes two free breakfasts, and you get almost all of the activities for free. You get to swim. You get to roller skate. At one of the locations, there's a lot of sledding. They give you the tubes for free to borrow. You can also pay a little extra for rock climbing. They've got a lot of neat events. But the cabin deal is also really good. A three-bedroom cabin you can get for as low as $145 per night. So it's a four-night stay in a three-bedroom cabin for $582. Call 888-613-9622. 888-613-9622. Or you can head to the website, ymcarockies.org. Hi, it's Angie. Hey, would you like to donate items? You know, maybe some old sporting equipment, old furniture, old clothing. You'd like the tax write-off. You'd like to help others, but it's kind of a hassle to gather it all up and drop it off, and you're just too busy. Well, guess what? Art Thrift Stores, they will come right to you, to your house, pick up your items, and leave you your tax write-off donation form. How do you do that? Call 303-238-JANE, 238-5263. And again, all of these items that you donate, they help people right in our own community. Uh, They help people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. And what better thing to do with your items that you no longer need than to help others? I shop at ARC all the time. I get my kids sporting equipment, gotten a rocking chair. I've gotten boots there. I have a purse that's amazing that still had the tags on it. It's a coach bag, and I got it at ARC. I shop there, and I help others, and I donate my items about once every month or two. And I call 303-238-JANE, and they come right to my house with a truck, and they pick everything up. Here, check it out. Again, 303-238-JANE. Welcome back to the good news. Dr. Joe Arve is back, and Dr. Joe does a whole thing every year. It's a fourth or fifth year of doing this, and uh, he helps you turn your life around and renew. And it's not just with Dr. Joe weight loss or just making sure your nervous system is intact. He does everything Uh, Your mind, your body, the nutrition, uh, your nervous system, it's the whole nine yards and getting chemicals out of your body and out of your life. And Dr. Joe, I have to tell you, if I hear another time somebody say, I can't believe that Marcy got sick and that she got cancer when Marcy has a horrible lifestyle. Now, I'm not saying that everyone that gets sick it's their fault. I'm not saying that at all, Dr. Joe. But there are a lot of carcinogens in the world that we can't keep out of our bodies. But we can do a lot of things to put good things in our bodies. And we have a lot of control over keeping the bad stuff out. And that's what you teach us, right? Right. You know, the thing is, is there's really no, no one out there that I know of except maximize living offices like ours that address all of you, all your of you. spirit, your mind, your body. And, you know, you look at a lot of diseases 
that are facing America today, or just issues, whether you're depressed, whether you're not sleeping right, whether you, you do have cancer, heart disease, diabetes, uh, you can't lose weight, weight loss resistance. You know, there, it's not just a body broken. It's not just the emotional. It's not just spiritually growing us. They're all three, and if they're all not working together, then your life is inconsistent. You're not achieving your health goals. You're not going to keep weight off. You're just going to keep yo-yoing back and forth. And, I, and so we're having a workshop this Saturday that really helps you understand that you're not just a body, you're not just emotions, you're not just spirit. You're three of those, and, and if we can help strengthen all of those three together, that's when your life gets moving in the right direction. All right, you know, when you talked about the yo-yoing, um, and I, I know for you as a guy who works out a lot and you eat very consistently, you work out consistently, you do all the things, like you're a walking billboard for health. Now, for me, in order to keep my weight down, I do actually weigh quite a bit because I want to make sure I don't yo-yo again, so I try to stay within a pound or two or maybe three of where, you know, my goal weight, which is where I am. And so for me, that works because there were so many years, Dr. Joe, where I didn't pay attention, and I am a pretty healthy eater, but maybe I was just eating too stinking much. And so all of a sudden, I get on the scale and I'd be up 10 pounds. So that really has helped me in following your plan and for me, weighing a little more often because I'm a little person. I'm like, you know, 5'1", so I don't have as much leeway as you do. And let's be honest, you're a pretty hardcore athlete. I do more of like you know, the, the program that you espouse for us or that you recommend for us, which is shorter. It's like 12 minutes a day of interval training or burst training, as you call it, and then I do my walks. But really, we could do 12 minutes a day with your program. You know, it, it, the thing is, and I'll tell you, when it comes to weight loss, there's people that I know who've won gold medals in the Olympics and they're still miserable, they're still depressed, and they're really not fun to live with. I know people who have lost five pounds, they're elated, and their life is better. So it's really about, okay, what does 10 pounds off of my body mean to me? Because people have lost 10 pounds, but they're not happy. They're not necessarily more, more effective as far as what they're doing. So they thought 10 pounds or 20 pounds or 100 pounds would be it, and their life would be fixed, and they're finding out that they're not. They're just lighter in their coffin. And so really the reality of it is a real doctor means teacher. So I really want to help people learn to how to unstick their life. And, and literally, what, I, what I'm simply an example. I'm nothing special, really. I'm just an example of what happens when you feed your spirit, you feed your mind, you know, and you feed your body what it needs and what it wants on a daily basis. You know, for the last 30 years, I'm just living proof that it works, you know. And so I want to help people learn how to tap into those, not ignore. You can't get healthy and ignore your body. You can't get healthy and ignore your emotions. You can't get healthy and ignore your spirit. They all work together. And if you ignore one, it'll sabotage your best efforts. And so that's why this Saturday from 2 to 5 at our office, we're going to help you to feed your mind, feed your spirit, feed your body in a way so that you lose and you get to the ideal weight you want to be at, but then you're going to be happy, you're going to be content, and you're going to know how to keep it off because how you lived every day got you there. You just keep living that way every day, and you're going to have fun, and you're going to have an amazing life. Be at your ideal weight, be, be, have a great mood, and be a great person to be with and to live with. Well, I'm telling you, Dr. Joe, it's been life-changing, this the advice you've given us. And just a few times my son's been around you, the impact you've had on him about making good choices for nutrition and being an athlete and feeding his body like an athlete. And so that's really exciting. All right, Dr. Joe, how do people find you? How do they come to your big event so they can get the year off right? And by the way, Dr. Joe teaches you how to shop. You can go to – and a lot of these events are just free. He does it because he has a passion for teaching. He'll take you shopping at Costco. And you'll go out to dinner one night. He'll talk to you about uh, choices. He does a lot of these things free of charge because he has a passion for helping people get uh, healthy and he's a passion for Christ. So how do we get to, uh, to the event? You know, it's real simple because we're going to go over those action steps because wishing and wanting and hoping doesn't work. So the action steps, the first action is calling my cell phone or texting me 303-349-6011. Again, 303-349-6011 and we'll get you plugged in. Tickets are just $10. Pizza are going fast though. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.